you call, you know, yellow back then or light skin, whatever. Right, right. He was, he was caramel. So I was just like, what? That just, it just blew my mind. Because, of course, we had race, we did relationship stuff. We was, I, you know what I mean? You know, I, I didn't met your family. So it was really, I was so bamboozled that he felt that way. And that that's what he was actually looking for, but never said it to me. Because I don't want you to be with me and I'm just second choice. Second, you know, I want, that's not what I'm looking for. And so um, it was a hard hit to my self esteem, to say the least. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, CVNK33. Look, this is an amazing episode. Very interesting topic focus we're dealing with colorism. Obviously, this is business tainment, but colorism affects business. It's not a left-leaning focus. It's not a right-leaning focus. As we say on the show, not left, not right, just life. And we want to discuss these life issues that impact business, society, love, <laughs> and all the above, we have an amazing author, somebody that is a corporate professional, is doing her thing out in Atlanta, Georgia. So sit back and enjoy the show. Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. And it, if you're watching this, the election is over. Thank God, because I'm tired of seeing all these political ads. We have an amazing guest an amazing episode but i did vote i always vote i'm not gonna tell you who to vote for but you need to go out there and vote uh but if you want to keep seeing amazing episodes like this amazing content amazing leaders you know what you gotta do connect with your boy subscribe to the youtube page now they made it easy you know youtube now has hashtags the hashtag is c b m k the initials all you know it's the acronym is the cbmk that's the uh channel you need to subscribe to connect people on the new instagram page it is what it is underscore show and on the other pages it is uh or stephen k33 and stephen k underscore global tiktok stephen k globe cody's life one or cody's oh excuse me underscore life one on twitter and where the best supplements are about the pre-workout with me the superpower best pre-work on the market and warrior thirst it's a vibe i'm telling you survive vegan protein all the above at www.c as in cody v as in vernon m as in marshall k as in kelly global.store with that being said i have an amazing guest a new author who just released her book self-published and it has been an amazing journey reading this with that being said i'm introduced i've said that like two or three times now i'm introducing to some and presenting to others carrie jimmy carrie how are you doing today great i'm glad you pronounced my name correctly that is amazing kudu points no i try (laughs) that's okay so carrie you know you've been on here before you are familiar with the format layout. Um, you, hopefully, you, you should be subscribed to the YouTube page. If you're not, uh, I'm always amazed at my guests who aren't. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you ought to, you ought to go be on the show. You're subscribed to the page. But, no, I, you know, I, I, I subscribe. But, 
I appreciate that. But for them that do not know, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, wow. That that could be a loaded question for some people because they're like, how are you doing all that? But um, um, I am a, a, a not-for-profit founder of I'm Pretty Too, which is a empowerment young, uh, program for young women. I'm now expounding on that with my new book, um, but that will be launching sometime in November, but I'll have something for older women coming soon. Um, I, I am also a part-time realtor for Caldwell Banker. So if you in the Georgia area looking to sell or buy a home, even rent, please look me up. And uh, full-time, I have a, another job. <laughs> I work at uh, Equifax. I'm a consultant for them. And um, also, I also assist uh, my partner from before when I was full-time entrepreneur with um, his businesses. So I'm pretty busy all the time. So busy is the busy is the key word. Um, that's yeah. great. We're going to get into the book. We're going to get into the depths, the real in-depthness of the book. Uh, but a word from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Awesome, man. We're back. Hey, www.cbmkglobal.store. Superpower, Warrior Thirst, Transform, Saucy, Super Thick. The creatine is out. Get it today. So, um... (laughs) I read it. Thank you for sending it uh, because I, I don't like when guests want me to highlight the book and I know nothing about the book <laughs> and I got to make this up about a thin air. So it was very transparent. You exposed a lot and there were things I wanted you to go down. There were paths that as a reader, I was like, how much are you going to convey to the mm-hmm. audience? And then there were some stories that I was like, oh, oh, this is, you know, that takes real gall to do. So let's start easy. Let's start with a very simple truth. Why did you want or why did you write this book? So um, I've been wanting to write this book for years. When I was a little girl, like I say in in the book, I knew I had a story in me um, because I knew this could not be the end. As I was getting bullied and teased every day, I said, oh, it got to be, you know, what does it say? A um, pot of gold on the other side of the rainbow, you know? So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write about this later. I'm just going to, I know I'm going to have a good life and I'm going to write about this later. Um, When it comes to um, colorism and other things that I addressed in the book, um, I wouldn't knew that I was going to write about that. I didn't know at the time when I when the the whole idea of writing a book came about in my spirit that I would be writing about these particular subjects. However, as I grew up, those became more prevalent and the experiences that I had based on colorism and different things like that became more prevalent. So um, as I wrote the book, 
I wrote it out of a place of brokenness, really. Uh, I still was kind of broken when I wrote some of the chapters. So it was very difficult when I was putting a book together because I had wrote pieces before throughout my life journey. So some of the pieces I had to, you know, change a little bit because I was mature. And I even had to go back after I read it. So I read it and I had to go to therapy right away. Hmm. It took me to some very, very, very dark places in my life. And so when I went back and read it after therapy and a lot of self-talk and everything else, I, I, I like to call it looking through it with a healed eye. I did change some things. So the first book probably would have had everybody like, <laughs> you know, mm. are you serious? You know, so it really is a softer version of the first version that actually was written from a place of brokenness. So, you know, I'm reading the book. You, you start off with the story of, uh, the yellow dress mm. uh, riding the school bus in the memory I think it was picture day I, uh, I think that's how you framed it mm-hmm. and the yellow dress and you really liked this yellow dress um, and what ended up occurring um, you used words I, I'm, I'm confused on the audience who specifically um, you know called you these words like because you know, when I read it <laughs> it's almost like it's colorism. So I'm 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 assuming that it's uh, groups or individuals of color, but I don't want to take it for granted. So uh, so let me just say this: colorism is is also the definition in itself is when someone favors a different complexion and treats them differently. For that reason, the same way racism is white against black or any race against another race, right? So when kids are teasing me, it wasn't necessarily, I don't want to say colorism per se. They were just calling me out my name because I was dark skinned. So they had their nicknames, you know, Tar Baby. And, you know, when the lights go off on a, on a, on a, like when I was with my family, Sometimes the lights will go off on the buses that we would take out of town for family unions. And they'd be like, oh, where's Carrie? You can't see her. Smile, Carrie. You know, I don't think that those are considered colorism words. And it's just teasing uh, because you're dark. So uh, to answer your question, sure. you know, it, it would be from people that look like me. Yes, but they were black people. Um, and sometimes they were even close people, family. So. Wow. Yeah. So first of all, sorry, sorry, as the only thing that can muster up yeah. right now in my mind. It's a terrible um, experience, terrible just actions. So, you know, you're going through this and, you know, the the name calling and you you explicitly state um, Blackie, you, you said these things, you said what they called you. As a as a developing adult, how did that like because you, you mentioned this phrase is like it'll get better. It, like is was this a self like I looked in the mirror like it's not that bad. Like how did you get through all these traumatic experiences without losing it? Great question. Yeah. I did lose it. <laughs> I mean, in short. 
um, I had a lot of moments. Um, and I had a lot of friends that without the title had to be a therapist. You know, they were like, you know, they already do so much. And even when as a as a young person, you know, they're my age. And I'm like, you know, explaining them to what's going on. And they can't give me the right answers because their maturity level wasn't there yet, you sure. know. Uh which is another reason why I created I'm Pretty Too, because I didn't have an I'm Pretty Too. I had no one to express how to get through what I am enduring right now. My mother was not my complexion. She could not, I, I did not identify with her, you know, and I didn't put that in a book because I didn't want, I didn't want to think I was attacking my mother. So when you put things in words, it could be translated any kind of way. So yeah. I didn't put it in there, but I knew I would speak about it verbally to say that, you know, I could, she couldn't, I couldn't identify with her. So I had resentment with her because I'm like, who's going to help me? You know what I mean? So she brought over my father's sister a couple of times to help me who's dark skinned like my dad. And, you know, she would tell me certain things, but she wasn't there with me daily. That one off visit, you know, two off visits, it's like, that's not enough. So um, as I got older, I just had to really just heal from within. It was a lot of, it was a lot of journaling. I journaled, I had a diary all the time and I would come home and talk about the experiences. Um, And I developed what I call the biggest, uh, what you call it in the Bible, the thorn in your side that, that he dealt flesh. with. Yeah, yeah. Flesh, yeah. Yeah, I had that for years, which was depression. And I literally, as I've got older, been yanking and pulling at it so that it can go away. Because once you develop depression, it don't just go away because you're over a certain issue. Sure. It now becomes that thing that you kind of clutched on. You know what I mean? So I have to go to a, some therapy. You know, I had to really take it serious. And the biggest thing someone told me in therapy was I had to go back to these dark places in time and talk to that little girl in those times. Like little girl at six years old, the little girl at 12, the little girl at 17. I had to go talk to all of them and heal each woman, each girl, each young woman at a time. And that was difficult. But as doing that, that's how I was able to kind of bring it together and be kind of whole. And to today, some of my friends are watching this, I want to be honest, I still deal with some things. Don't get me wrong. Especially when it comes to colorism because it's subtle now, but it's still blatant to someone with dark skin. Is it subtle? Is it? Because <laughs> they try to be subtle, but they, they try to be only because like I, even in my experience, I realize and accept the fact that certain things has occurred to me or has not occurred to me because I'm a little lighter. Right. <laughs> so like, and my name is Cody. <laughs> my last name is Kelly. And I fit a mold and persona that is more accepting within these uh, United States of America. Oh, I get you. Yeah. But it's because of that. So I, I, I say it's, it's not as abrasive but it's still there. It's like you just don't feel yeah. the needle go in. There's a story. There's a story that you bring up that really I had to read it twice because I didn't believe it, and I didn't know where you really wanted to go. 
because I felt like it was a hard chapter and experience for you to really put on page or put in writing. Uh, and I was kind of confused about how in depth you wanted to go with this story because you do go in depth. Mm-hmm. This story carries past this chapter, but you don't, and maybe out of good faith, out of you know <laughs> trying to protect the individual, I get it. But your reasons, you know, I just want to understand. You mentioned dating. You mentioned you know uh, attracting to lighter skinned individuals. Maybe because you felt like it was some sense of validation. And then there was this guy that you dated that you mentioned. You said he did all the right things. Even said he was going to make you the one. I think that's an exact quote. Even said he was going to make you the one. Yeah. But then he brings you to the mirror. Mm -hmm. Am I I quoting this correctly? Mm -hmm. And says this statement that I'm still trying to, as a man, think this is terrible. Like, I don't know how you get away with it. And (laughs) then it continues. The relationship continues. So, and then, then you open up the new chapter with black planet. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to find, he gets married, but then he starts engaging in activities with you and not knowing. So he's being catfished. This is oh you. no no no! So he knows. No, he's not married. No, I thought you said you no. Know, he wasn't married. He was he was talking to somebody. Right. Like right. Kind of like he was talking. My apologies. He was talking to somebody, uh, and then you changed your profile pic so he thought it was somebody else who's being catfished, and you just wanted to know why, right? Like in, in an investigative uh, way. So walk right. us through this whole. Um, walk us through this whole scenario and then my question after you walk us through it is how has this experience shaped you going forward Mm. okay let me make sure I write that down Uh, so pretty much that was the summary like you said Um, I didn't go really deep with it as far as um, the story because I was trying to capture snippets of different stories, right? And I only think I caught maybe three in that chapter of situations with men and colorism. Um, and well, the second one wasn't with colorism; it was abuse. It was a being an abusive relationship, right? Um, so with this particular person, um, I was super hopeful. Like mm. it was. I, I just knew it, we was going to get married. I just knew it was happening. You could not have told me otherwise that yeah. this was not going to happen. Sure. And my family was like, oh, you so gun ho Like, I have people, you know, you know how people are when you date somebody for a while and they don't, they don't see the progression that you see in your head. Because <laughs> in your head, you're like, you know, women, we... We get to we call people the one a lot when we're younger. You know, when you're a teenager, you date people in your twenties. You like a lot of people. You end up loving a lot of people you think you in love, right? So that was in that situation. But regardless of what people are saying around me, at this in my heart, I'm like, this is where we're going with this, right? Yeah. And so um, the so I put a lot into this person, like stuff that I don't want to say, right? Because I don't want him to be embarrassed. 
um, he might not even admit to being this person, but people will know who he is if I gave sure. birth. Sure. Right? Sure. So, um, but in the process of me being so vulnerable in our relationship and so kind of very passive, he was like, hey, we was at my condo and he pushed me in the bathroom. He was like, look, you need to stay here and look in the mirror because I'm going to step out. So he stepped out in the hallway. You know, I'm in the bathroom. He's in the hallway. He's like, you need to look in the mirror at yourself because you are putting too much, you know, you know, you're putting too much of yourself in me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not your world. You are, you know, so it was a positive moment. Oh, yeah. Um, It was just, I was just like, what? You know, Nobody, I, I don't know anybody that would have done anything in that magnitude to wake you up and say, hey, you know, sure, you don't sure. have to be that into sure. me, sure. right? You know what I mean? So, um, from that situation, I started to kind of fall in love a little bit more, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, he really, he really cares about me and he really wants to have me in his life. Um, but when a woman know a woman always knows, which I talk about in this book, sure, always has intuition. So I started to feel like there was a disconnect there, or something was happening, right? Sure. So I created um, a Black Planet page because um, that's where he was at. You know, we didn't have Facebook and oh, Instagram. Yeah. You know, it was another one we did have. I forgot. <laughs> This is probably uh, like 2003, 2004. If we go back to this, MySpace, Black Planet. MySpace. My, yeah, yeah. Well, MySpace was out. Um, um, <laughs> he was on there too. But Black Planet was more like dating. You know, you would be on there making your profile to date. So I made a profile, right? And uh, I think, yeah. So you, you, yeah, it was kind of like you can, you could, you could kind of DM people. It was a call DM back then, but you can kind of message them. And so I created his profile, looking like what I thought he was attracted to, and uh, he he bit, you know. After I, I sent him a message, so we had this whole conversation, and I was just like, I was living two lives because <laughs> I would log on after we got the phone. I log on and talk, and he talked about, oh, I'm about to work from home, work from this, but yeah, he'd be engaged. In this conversation with this other girl that I completely made up, right? And so, um, as we started talking, I, I started asking questions that I wanted to know, right? And I so one of the questions was like, "Well, why used to single?" Because at this time, as I mentioned in the book, he had never gave me the title. We were just like in this situationship, like we were just dating, but not in a relationship. You know, and Chicago was really known for this back in the day. <laughs> um, people and now people call it, oh, we just friends. You know, and you, and you know how you go to barbecue, like, oh, you bring your friend. You know, that's what they do now. But back right. then, it was like, nobody said anything. But you knew you wasn't in a real relationship. It was just some situation you go, you in. So, um, <laughs> so. He, I asked him, like, why aren't you, you know, in a relationship? And he was like, well, um, he gave a few little superficial reasons. But then he said, yeah, I really would like to be with someone that's my my own complexion, my own color. And I was like, what? In my head, like, I, I'm not your, I'm not your complexion, you know? Um, 
he was kind of like a caramel color. He wasn't like, you know, uh, what you would call, you know, yellow back then or light skin, whatever. He was was caramel. So I was just like, what? That just, it just blew my mind. Because, of course, we had race, we did relationship stuff. We was, you know what I mean? You know, I didn't met your family. So it was really, I was so bamboozled that he felt that way. And that that's what he was actually looking for, but never said it to me because I don't want you to be with me. And I'm just second choice. Second, you know, I want that's not what I'm looking for. And so um, it was a hard hit to my self-esteem, to say the least. And I felt very. Oh, no, I felt betrayed. I felt uh, very betrayed by that relationship. So we took a break. In December, I want to say, sure, near May or June, he was engaged. Um, oh, with this, yeah, with this woman. I'm like, well, where did she come from? You was eight, and we, it's like, no, I was in grad school with her, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, so I was just like, whatever, but anyway, they end up, you know, getting married and you know, having a great life. So, (laughs) you know, I that's a terrible story. Uh, like a terrible experience, not like a terrible, well, I mean, a terrible story because it's a terrible experience. But what is, well, when you were telling me this, the story, you know, I thought about can the inverse be true too? Um, not that this is about me because it's not, but mm-hmm. growing up, it's crazy. There were black women who did not, like, I could not date because you know, they wanted tall, dark, and handsome, you know, mm-hmm. I was tall enough. It just wasn't, you know, just not dark enough, you know, so, and I was, yeah. you know, now I got like this tan. It goes both sides. It goes both sides. Yeah, I've worked really hard on this tan, so I'm like in between, you know, like uh, Chris Brown's color and Usher's color, so like, uh, but it's, it was really, it was really a thing, and uh, it really bothered me because I could not be identified or associated with, um, you know, the prototype black male, right? Like it wasn't really until President Obama, I promise, when he was running for Senate. And no, it could not have been. Five, That's I started to really like gain stupid confidence. But then when he ran for oh, president, yeah. And I saw how he was so comfortable being him. I was like, that's who I am. You know, like everything, I mean, like everything, I mean, just about that's funny his whole that, ordeal. I was so happy that Michelle was the complexion she was. And people, you know, yeah, people love it. Like, you know, it's like, we were like, yes, the brown girls was like, yes, you know, we could be <laughs> trophy wives, you know, like, <laughs> why are you looking us over? Why we don't, why we have to look like you know, Holly Berry or something. Halle Berry, right. And I and I get it. And, and Michelle's a baddie. And you probably shouldn't call a former first lady a baddie, but you know, I, I'd be the first of it. Michelle Obama's a baddie. Anybody can call yeah. me on that. Um, but no, it it really was. When I saw President Obama, I saw it when he was running for president in 08 and how he was so comfortable in his own skin, something in me just awakened. It was just it's surreal. And every time I see him. Even when I disagree with President Bob, I'm like, man, but like part of me is like, 
you go do it, brother. You know, like something in me is just like something in me flips. It's the wildest stuff. But it is it is something that we don't want to address, uh, particularly and in all communities of color. It's in Asian communities of colors and Hispanic community it's of colors. Very, very bad. This idea of white validation or this idea that the closest or the closer I get to um, European identity and mm-hmm. features, naming and culture and, and mannerisms and whatever, the better off I'll be or the better I am, right? The, the higher quality. And it, it is really sad um, because I think everybody is amazing. Everybody's unique. And it's okay to have a preference. Look, and I'll, I'll put this caveat. It's okay to have a preference. But when your preference is... Like I say, if it, when it's based on a color... Right, right. That's, that's, I had that argument with my friend all the time. She's like, What's, what if he just got a preference? Child, okay. But a preference is not... I only date right. white skin or I only right. even date dark skin. Right. That's not a preference because right. what makes the other other complexion any less thin for you? If she had the same experience, same black experience, and it, what if she went to the same college as you? I mean, like, hello, you will have a lot in common with her. So why not date her based on what y'all have in common other than her complexion? Like, that's crazy to me. I know. Like, I know. I know. I would have amazing relationships with some people had they not looked at me and looked at my color first. I mean, amazing because I had amazing friendships with them. I believe it. I believe it because you you mentioned you mentioned the dog whistles. You mentioned the flirtatiousness. Um, You kind of leave off and right before college or at college as far as any romantic interest, Um, Uh but you start giving now steps. In the writing steps, so you, know, you you basically for women who are dealing with this issue. Uh, oh. So so sorry, men. There are no advice. I was reading, but I mean it's universal. It could be used for them too. Um, so how do we remedy this, right? Because you have experienced the worst of the worst. I mean, from being called all types of derogatory names, from your family being called and associated with you know animals and things of that nature. Just a lot of disgusting behavior and to not allow another human being to go down this path. uh, What would your recommendation be as a community uh, to go forward? Mm, Well, um, like I have, I'm pretty too. So I would always suggest that, you know, mothers put their daughters in my program because I, I definitely address this. And it's not just for, you know, dark skinned girls. It's for all girls. Sure. I have had girls in my club and my and um, and they're they like they're light skinned and they have issues with people treating them a certain way. You know, like, oh, you're too light to be black, but you're black. So you can't be white. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. It, they go through the same things. And um, and it's just so I, I have this group, this club that addresses those, all those issues for young girls. Now, if you can't get to me, there are some programs that offer you know, self-esteem. And the problem is though, for me, is that I don't think parents check in enough with their kids, mm. especially if they have a pretty daughter. I feel like, oh, she's pretty, she's got this, and I'm telling her she's pretty, um, but it, it, it that is superficial confidence for her 
because her confidence is now based on you saying she's pretty. I bet you, which you would never do, a thousand to a million dollars. If you start challenging your child ugly and she's pretty, she's going to believe that she's ugly. Hmm. Right. So her esteem is based on what you're telling her as a parent. She's going to need to learn for herself and establish it for herself. So you you have to adjust it and have them say it. Like, I'm pretty. Like, that's why my organization is called I'm Pretty Too. Because no matter what you do, you got to say those words. I'm pretty too. So, you know, that was not, that was designed on purpose. But people who say it, they have to say to themselves, I'm pretty too. It's really about affirmations. So, that's how I was able to even recover even more was I had to build me and yeah. it's not too late. It's not too soon to do it as a little girl. So I do see some parents doing it like on Instagram and it'd be really cute. They get like five, I mean, 15,000. I'm sorry. 15,000, 20,000 likes on this, yeah. but it's, it should be done all the time universally. Parents I and mean, kids have to rebuild, have to build themselves. If you if you build a child who's rock, rock solid on themselves, yeah, nothing nobody will say can bother them. They know it for themselves. Like, oh, you, whatever. I, I got this. I, I know this, and that, and that, it doesn't even go just for how they look on the outside. But when they when kids think that they're slow, you know, in class, and they call them, you know, names that we hate to use, right? No. Tell you, let your child say, I am smart. I got this. You know, I may not write this sentence as fast as possible, but I can write a sentence. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's the smaller things that you have to keep encouraging them to say so that they can build their own self-confidence. It can't be based on your confidence. It has to be based on their own. But that's one major way I think that we can help the younger generation and yourself. Affirmations. <laughs> I like that. I like, like. I got a couple more questions, but just a word from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Y'all, it's the fall. This is the season that you get in shape. It is not. You do not wait for the spring. I'm telling you, the mistake yeah. everybody makes is I'm going to wait till the weather gets Wait, You're going to wait. And when the weather gets warm, you're going to be fresh out of luck. And unless you got a good surgeon and you're going to get that, you know, uh, air tuck or Water vapor, water lipo, HD lipo, air scoped, or, or Doctor Miami, Doctor Lee, whoever. <laughs> you better get this free workout superpower and get it on today. But look, I want to. I really want to go here. Do you think we value darker skin individuals? Like, do we put people in buckets? You know, like because and I and I brought it up earlier. Can the inverse be true? Uh. One of the arguments in athletics, this the Steph Curry LeBron debate mm-hmm. is, you know, to the the quintessential fan, um, hardcore 
you know, loves a more physical game. Steph Curry isn't appreciated because he doesn't come off. He doesn't have the the traditional uh, landscape, right? Comes from a two-parent home. He was already a millionaire before he got to the NBA. Dad played in the NBA. Um, you know, very, very light-skinned. <laughs> uh, you know, not 6'8", 6'9", 250, can't jump out of a gym, but can shoot the ball from 100 feet out like a free throw. Um, and if you ask who would you rather have 10, 15 years ago, you know, some might say, of course, you know, LeBron, but the reasons for wasn't based on the game. So I bring that up as a point of reference. Do you think that people are placed in buckets? Like I prefer this category of person to look like this. I prefer this category of individual to look like that. And therefore not placing true value on intrinsicness and keep feeding into the same stereotypes of this colorism in which we were discussing or which we are discussing. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Sure. Um, and how, how can I frame this? I want to frame it without talking too much. Like I don't want to talk your whole show. <laughs> do it. Do it. It's your show. We have to take it back. And they say 400 years, but I think slavery has been longer now because we're getting the years are getting older. So let's take it back though to slavery. And they were selling slaves, right? Remember? They would get on a platform and they would sell them off $5, $3, whatever. Yeah. Based on muscular. And they thought that darker skinned people, for some reason, were stronger people, right? Yeah. yeah. But. And this is not to say, I know, did my screen phrase? That's no, not, not to say that uh, people of other complexions are not strong. This right. was something in their head, right? So um, we, we now realize that all Black people do have a certain strength. We're good in a lot of sports other than other races, right? We, we've come to that conclusion. You can agree, correct? Like we we're good in other sports across boards, no matter what complexion we are. Right. 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 Um, but there's this idea that dark skinned people are stronger. The same idea that plays in what your sports analogy was is like when we're at the hospital and we're having kids, the nurse don't check on us as much because they feel like, oh, they got this. They're strong. They can get through it. No, we're still women. You know, we're still going to be, we still have weakness and pains. But it's this ideology that we're, we're stronger because we're dark. Um, and and also because we're black. You know, when we, when we go back to just racism too, you know. Um, but it's, 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 it plays also into like when they did buy all the slaves, right? They separated house. And um, field, field, right. The lighter was in the house. They were treated preppy. They were able to get groomed and look nice. You know, the darker people were in the field. The stronger people were in the field. The stronger men they felt were in the field doing all this labor, right? Because that's what they thought. So I think then they were valued back in the day for 
strength and knowing that they were strong. I think now in society, we're not valued. Like, I think we're, we're just, we just exist to me. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but, um, when you see a, when they see dark skinned people walking towards down the street or whatever, they clutch their purse a little more because of someone who's dark and, and looks kind of like, you know, big, like they'll overtake you, you know, so they get, they get intimidated, you know? I've heard this happen in interviews. I, I have people, you know, I have all, all complexion friends. I mean, I'm not that person, right? Right. Because I know people who only hang with, still hang with just people that look like them, you know? It's, it's crazy. Um, but I used to say, they have had, in, in, in interviews, felt like the interviewer was intimidated by them. Hmm. You know? So, yes, to your question, Back then, we were valued because of what they thought we could bring to their table as far as work and, you know, profitability. But now I feel like we are not as valued as, you know, all black people can bring profitability and value at at the uh, in the work type, you you know, blue collar positions, you know. Right. They realize, oh wait, that's 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 not a good idea. That's not a the right ide- ideology that only dark skinned people are strong. They're all strong. They're all great. But so that took away that value there. But as far as us, it did not. Mm-hmm. You know that that mentality of saying, oh, we're all the same, did not somewhere it got misconstrued. Gotcha. And. You know, and then the news, the media, the movies, none of that helped because they only displayed lighter skinned women. So we started to devalue ourselves as well. Like, oh, well, maybe, you know, clutching my pearls, maybe yeah. we are not, you know, important and we're not we're, we're not supposed to be seen. We should, should stay in the background, you know, and then they'll play shows where. The wife is uh, is is beautiful and light, and she has all this pretty hair. And, and the husband cheats with a dark skinned woman who happens to be ghetto and all that. Like all dark skinned women ain't ghetto. And you know when they play that part, someone was mad about something that um, Issa Rae had did a character, or it was an Issa Rae or somebody else. It might have been on Sister. Somebody. It's like they always display the darker woman as being kind of ghetto. And I'm like, all of us ain't ghetto, you know. Some of us is very bougie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I, I was thinking of when you brought that up. I was thinking of, um, oh my God, Power and um, uh, Ghost's ex wife Tasha. Tasha, right? Tasha was never portrayed as the trophy wife. Right or delicate, they made her delicate. hard. Yeah, but she was hard, like she was. Yes. But Lala's character, um, even though she gets killed by Tasha, uh, but it's you know it's portrayed as a delicate friend, ride or die, loyal. You know, so the she, they show her. All right, they showed a little hood side of her, but yeah. it wasn't dominant. No, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a was, dominant trait. <laughs> right, neither was Angela. Angela was very. Soft, soft and yeah, you know, and it's just like what what are you guys feeding us? Right. Like the and, same way with and Angela was actually the crooked cop. <laughs> she was actually the, 
<laughs> what is what is what is wild? I'm glad you brought that up. But that's because that was a good example of what I'm trying to say. Because it's it's all and it, it's not it's it's present often, right. you know. So I have had dark skinned women that I talk to, um, and they're like they love the woman king, right? Yeah, uh, they love Wakanda, right. Because they were able to see themselves in leading roles and looking beautiful and, and their features were, were elevated. And it was like, yeah. you know, they didn't have to look European and dark, you know, because that's another thing. You know, European features and, and dark skin, they become models and they're, they're, they're highlighted a lot most of the times. But it's like those features, too. It's, like, it's, it's, so, it's so much, Cody. It's so much. It's so and much. It's, it's so much to... Dig into, but at the end of the day, all my all my thing is is answering that question that I put in there is if if she's beautiful too, and y'all relate and y'all got a good vibe, why do you not marry her but you marry someone else just because they're of a different complexion? That's it. That's all I want to know. So if you can <laughs> answer that for me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know something. Maybe something different in the, uh, in the, in the, in the. In the <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I was. Yeah, I. I can't. I wasn't taught. I don't to, know. I don't. I don't have an answer for the masses. I do. I do. I was taught. My mother just taught me. You know, if you love her, that's who you love. And uh, I didn't have like a push to go. A bias. Yeah, bias. You know, like I know, I I knew that I wanted, you know, a woman of color. I knew that I wanted a black woman, but I didn't know that I didn't necessarily, you know, did ABC. But at the same time, I was like, God, if you wanted to give me somebody else, I would also be happy. I was willing to submit to the will of the Lord. Right. Um, And it was more of an issue of faith, right, for me. Uh, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, like, yeah, I don't <laughs> No, right. I mean, because, right. and, you know, I, I joke with my wife all the time. I was like, if you look at my dating and we say it, like, if you look at who I dated before and then who my wife's dated, it doesn't really mirror us. Right. Like, oh, right. Um, you yeah. know, I, 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 you know, <laughs> everybody, everybody attend to yeah. date. I end up marrying somebody that wasn't their type sometimes. Right, right. I mean, the, and, and it's really the of the Lord. It was that was their type that they was picking over, taking that same person all the time. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think it's taught at home, mm-hmm. and because my mother didn't teach me this ignorance and this bigotry, mm-hmm. I didn't take it with me in life. Mm-hmm. Um, good and bad starts at home. And I'll say that I really think good and bad starts at home. And a lot of the crap that we're seeing, whether it's in politics and business, is because of some stuff that was done at home, stuff that was allowed to be said at home. And laws can't change family. You know, <laughs> that's a cultural thing. And that's something that has to be discussed. And that's why we have shows like this. So where you can have those conversations with your little ones growing up, you know, they don't resume uh, the same ignorant behavior. But all of that. Starts at home. Carrie, if they wanted to get the book, they said, look, I need this book. I need to share, show it with my youth, my girls. I need to bring it up in our girls' chat, our book club. We need to really get down to colors because I do think it's I, – I, I think it is – I don't think it is. I know it is. It is a virus, and it is negatively affecting advancement. It is. It is. And I think a lot of people – They don't realize it. And they don't realize it. I think they're not happy literally because of this thing. 
And what I mean by that, like they're not where they could be or who, you know, because, oh, well, you know, like I stupid stuff. So where can they get the book? Uh, easy. www.carry, C-A-R-R-I-E, not with a K, like you would like to do K, but www.carry, C-A-R-R-I-E, Jimmy, J-E-M-I-I. J-E-M-I-I dot com. And um, it will be on Amazon in a couple of days, but I prefer you get it from my site. If you do get it from my site, um, nine times, well, not, I'm going to say that. That's a high ratio. Uh, if you get it from my site now, before Tuesday, where I don't, when are you going to uh, put this out? Pre-order. It'll be out when the air is Monday, the 14th. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'll be done with pre-order. Okay. So the order oh. ends tomorrow or yeah. today. Today the eighth. I think it ends today. Okay. So that one, those I know for sure. I'll be signing. Um, gotcha. but uh, so you get it for you can get it from Amazon, but I prefer you get it from my site because Amazon, it does. He they do they do get in the pockets. So <laughs> if you come, yes, they do. They to me, I will appreciate it. And also, if you want to get a copy in person, my book launch will be in Chicago. Um, and you can go to my Facebook page, Carrie underscore me, um, to to actually uh, RSVP for that. And I'll give you a copy personally from hand to hand on that day. And that's going to be on Black Friday, November 25th wow. from the hours of 5 to 730. Where is that going to take place? The book launch It's at the Elephant Room Gallery on 70. I want to say 702 something, but uh, on Wabash. Uh, oh, yeah, but the address is in the RSVP. I can't That's remember right. my heart, but it's the. If you want to look it up, if you're a Google person like me, right. the Elephant Room Gallery. Y'all, so go to the book line. If you're in the Chicagoland area, uh, I'm sure you'll be out of money by Black Friday. This is the last <laughs> gift you have to get, if not the first <laughs> gift. Go get the book. Go to the website, carriejamee.com, order pre sales. And if you're just an Amazonian like I am, you want to wait till then. Order two because Amazon gets their fee. <laughs> Buy the book, support, support this author, support, get supported. And if you want to keep seeing amazing podcasts, amazing hosts like who we have on today, and you want to keep seeing me grill this beard out, you know what you got to do? Subscribe to the YouTube page. Come on. Now we got the titles, y'all. CVMK. All you got to do is put it in the search tab. It'll pop up. Best website, best site where the best pre-workouts Proteins, BCAAs, creatine, super thick, super power. Warrior Thirst, www.cvkglobal.store. Twitter, Cody's Life, Cody's underscore life one. It is what it is underscore show on Instagram, cvmk underscore global. All the stuff, cvmk33. It's like a list goes on. It's so many, it's just hard to keep up with all this. But until next time, guys, thanks. Thank you for watching. And if you want to keep seeing amazing content, leaders, strategies, business influencers, life influencers, political, religious, all the above, just amazing, 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 super hot fire. You know what you got to do. Subscribe to the YouTube page at CVMK and on all platforms where podcasts are heard, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Stitch, Google, um, where, where else, where else, where else, Patreon, Spreaker, you name it, we're there, iHeartRadio. Also, connect with your boy on Instagram, CVMK33, it is what it is underscore show cvm underscore global